Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. Welcome to the finals edition. We've made it. It's the draft finals. Everyone's obviously on last week or this week starting. Our comp is this week, and I had to bring bring him in here. He scraped into the finals by the skin of his teeth. He's still in it. Nomas, how are you, mate? Super coach finals. How good? Uh, I'm very well, mate. I've, uh, you know, like I've scraped in just through my uh, superior points differential, but I'll take it, mate. In one of the closest uh, comps in our history, I think it was five to nine was two points. PD was huge. It was basically who didn't get smacked by Nico during the season. Um, but yeah, you scraped in. I mean, I tell you what, with the team that you've got there and a couple of players that you have with some nice finals, and you said this from the start, right? You were like, if you can get into finals, you've got some guys who have got some really nice strength of schedule stuff in the finals, particularly your Melbourne Storm player. So I think you're a good shout here to take out number three overall, David. Oh, well, here's hoping. Look, I've got I've got David in the week where he doesn't have uh, drink water, and uh, I've, I've strategically come in bottom of the six. So Strategic. I've got the first waiver for every single round. So um, well, look, that's a that's a good game plan. I went for the game plan of coming first overall and getting the buy. You know, scoring nineteen thousand, finishing six points ahead. I had the minor premiership wrapped up about five weeks ago. I'm now turning into Thanos, collecting all of my worries on my Infinity Gauntlet. I had another trade today with our friend Pat that we'll get into. But, Nom, I wanted to jump on here. We've been a bit on and off this season, but finals is the time of the year. This is what we all draft for early on in February or March, whenever it is. We want to get to this final six. You just want to get in the dance and make some noise. And this yeah, year it's a, it's a is incredibly hard because I'm going to throw a stat right off the bat to you. Every draft comp is different, but I've just sorted the Super Coach app by average. I'm going to run through the top eight players in this list. And I'm going to show you that no, none of them are playing in week one of our finals. So Nico is with me on the bye. Cleary and Ponga with Ryan, who who got the spoon. So they're gone. Fafida is with me on the bye. Drinkwater's on the bye for Dave. Tata Moga, Turbo, let's throw them out. And SJ is with Andrew, who's knocked out. So eight of the top averages who can swing comps and win finals games are not playing this round. It becomes critical now. You obviously, we'll talk about your waiver move in a moment, but captains, waivers, and free agents this week is going to be the big play this week. It's it's convenient that you have pretty much half of those uh, top eight, but um, yeah, look, a, a lot of a lot of the uh, you know SJ and Ponga and you know all those guys you mentioned, um, they actually had their late a bit run, which uh, left the four fellas holding them uh, bottom of the table, unfortunately. And look, it's a, it's a, you know, we look at that top eight again and you go, Ponga was passed around like a blunt earlier in the year, obviously with the concussion. He, I think, ended up in four teams, stuck with Ryan as part, I threw him in as part of a trade to get Cody Walker. Mm. Uh, he was just a throw in and look what he's turned into, I think averaging 108 since he's moved back to fullback. You got a guy like SJ, who was traded by Ed into Andrew's team for IPAP. And at the time we're going, decent deal. You know, SJ, he's had a couple of good weeks here. SJ's turned into... 2011 SJ so it just shows you and even Drinkwater Drinkwater's that's his third team as well this year you know started with Anthony into me into Dave so exactly like you said some of these guys were left with teams that you know their run came a bit late or they were just unlucky but you look at someone like Dave with Drinkwater on the bye and I think a lot of draft leagues this week there's some guys who rode that Cowboys wave to the finals I really hope that those guys got buys because you know you look at the guys Obviously, exclude Val, suspended, but drink water, Dearden, Taolungi, 
you know, these guys that, you know, got, got them to the dance and all of a sudden now they're not there on week one. So it's going to be really interesting. But let's jump right into them. I want to jump straight into waivers this week because you had the first waiver in our league. Tell me who you went. What was the thing? Because I love the idea. Well, I needed a 5'8", and I went for a duel in the form of uh, Jaden Campbell, and he's got, mm. you know, he's got the number one spot locked up there for the Titans, who actually have been, uh, you know, doing doing all right um, over the last few weeks. And, um, yeah, so he is hoping that um, he can, uh, yeah, turn up for me. It's very unlikely that, you know, walking into a finals week one, a player of that caliber is on the waiver. And it just so happened that AJ pulled down the warmest last week. I actually had Brimson, I'm sorry, I had Campbell early on last week. I traded him out just before the game because I wanted to free up a bit of flexibility for later rounds in case he needed to trade in. Obviously, then AJ goes down. I think Campbell scores an 80-odd, you know. I'm like, okay, well, AJ's back next week. That's fine. But all of a sudden now you get that pole position and especially if we look at your matchup, for example, and again, every league is going to be different, but you versus Dave, three versus six here. Realistically now with Jaden Campbell, you have a VC captain early on the round, a VC option early on in the round that could swing a game for you because you look at like Dave, he's got Moses to get the Broncos. You know, he's got Tass against the Dragons, which is could be a sneaky one, Marcelo against the Warriors. And then he finishes with Munster against the, uh, the Raiders. So we definitely know who his captain is. But then we look mm-hmm. at you. You've got Campbell against the uh, the Sharks. You've got Ramian against the Gold Coast if you want to go sneaky there. You've got Gutho and Hopgood against the Broncos. Then you've got all your Storm boys to combat Munster. You've got me, Hughes. So oh, you're in a position now players. where this one waiver position, and there was only one position, I'm sure number five would have got him. But all of a sudden now you're sitting there with a, cap, a VC option that could literally turn up and get you in a week two of the finals. It's crazy how that landed. Yeah, it worked out well. I mean, I knew I knew I'd be in a tight spot scraping into the finals, but you know, just scraping in means I pretty much have the top waiver for the whole final series. And I think that's critical, right? Because even when you get to like something like a grand final, if you do make it there, you know, there could be restings. We're playing round twenty six, obviously. There's no bunnies, so you look at someone like a Pat in our league. He's number one pick, Latrell. If he makes it to the grand final, he's got no fullback that week. So all of a sudden, now it becomes pretty critical. So. I want to talk a couple of things here as we kind of finish off the pod. I want to talk about the bench strategy moving forward here. We've obviously got two options. You can stack your bench with possible guys and play them a matchup, or you can just go with the AE option. If you don't like something in your team, cull your bench, keep one guy that you know is going to score you a 50 to 70 and roll with that. What is your plan? You've obviously got a, a nice bench. You've got some good movements there. But as we now into the finals, do you see yourself potentially going the AE route for some of your positions? Yeah, 100%. You know, if I have a have a centre wing, for example, and they're playing on the Thursday or Friday, uh, I'm more than happy to purge my bench because, you know, it's pretty much week by... I'm playing week by week here now. Um, it's sudden death for me. I, You know, I'm not in your position where top two gets a rest. Uh, it's pretty much do or die. So if I have, um, you know, I have someone potentially getting anywhere over 50, 60, I'm more than happy to purge my bench. Yeah, I think I've set up my my team similarly. I've got Isaac Tungo as my AE option. So my CTWs right now is To'o, Manu, Dallin, and Ronaldo. And I've got Tungo there as my fifth. So what I'm going to do, I've currently got Cody Walk. I've got, sorry, I've got Sam Walker, uh, Ty Munro, and Kyle Felt. Who knows if Kyle Felt holds a spot? If he does, I'll flick him on or trade him. But I think I'm going to roll with Tungo. And any time I've got Payne Haas off next week, 
So automatically I've got an AE option there. So I'll just play Tungo in Haas' spot if he's back. But I think a lot of guys will go into that option of going the AE because, you know, like we just said, a lot of players now for our league, six teams are off the board now and there's some high quality players. So the waivers, even though, yes, you know, there's less guys to try and get waiver position for, um, I just want to get that Tungo anywhere from a 40 to a 90, potentially on his day, I'll take that AE. So, yeah, sounds like a plan. I mean, it's all strategy now. <laughs> all strategy. So you made, you made a good point in terms of, you know, that getting that early matchup there. With your VC, are you now for the next couple of rounds just going to be going a strictly Thursday, Friday AE just to kind of see? Because then potentially as well, later in the round, the points will be recalculated. You should be able to see what that final update is. Yeah, I mean, I guess how I make my A decision, it's pretty much by matchup. But yeah, ideally it would be like a Thursday or Friday matchup. I actually haven't had a look at what's coming up for the next two weeks because my focus has just been, yeah, like yeah, I said, round by round. Yeah. Well, look, I think I think the buys is a huge one this week, right? We didn't have it last year. This um, these next couple of weeks, the nearly I would say out of the three teams that have buys in our draft league, would be three of the top five highly owned. You've got the Cowboys this week, your Brisbane the week after, into the Rabbits. So all of a sudden now, and, and again, just casting the net wider than our league, Paramount around twenty seven, and I think that is a huge one because there are some guys like yourself. If you had in a grand final week no Gutherson and no Hopgood, you're in strife. So all of a sudden now, um, there's surely teams stacked like that. There would be guys that would have maybe a Dill Bags into a Bailey. You know, you have a Maddo into a Moses. So buys this week make it incredibly hard. And again, Payne Haas for me, it's a good example. I was quietly shopping him in the last couple of rounds, knowing that I would have the buy round one. I wouldn't have him for my prelim. But I'm going to back myself in, win that prelim, and then have Payne Haas in the grand final. So there's a lot of ways. I've, my other league that I'm in, there's a lot of trading going on right now, which I'm surprised. We only got one trade this week. I've traded out uh, Nick Arima to get in Metcalf. So me and Pat, just a straight one-for-one one there because he had no Reese Robson as his hooker. But I know a lot of leagues that are trading and wheeling and dealing right now. Our league, I think, is a lot more... You've kind of got to the dance with your guys. You'll maybe tweak on the waivers, but not much trading. Do you see yourself reaching to some dms or are you pretty much the next three weeks is what you're going to roll with what you got yeah look i mean you i, I can't rule out a trade i mean you know you never know if i get a injury to jerome hughes for example but um otherwise i mean i'm pretty sure yeah everyone i trade with it's it's they're potentially going to be my opponent down the track so um yeah you, i guess you got just got to you got to have that in the back of my your mind because, you know, if I trade for, you know, Pat or Steven, for example, and then I meet them in the final dance and, you know, it stinks me, I, I don't know how I could live like myself. Well, look, let's move on to captains because if you if you listen to any podcast this week, whether it's Classic or Draft, I think captains this week is one of the biggest swings. There are five superstars with five fantastic matchups. And again, you got the playbook, you got beers and break evens, you got all, all the podcasts will tell you this, but we'll quickly run through those five guys, get your quick thoughts there. But then I want to tempt you with five other guys. And this is for draft, where I think with a matchup, if you don't have one of those top fives, it's an equally as good matchup. Not as obviously to that level, but we can get there. So let's start with the five. Nico Hines against the Titans. A very juicy matchup. If you're a Nico owner and you're playing in week one of the finals, 
It's a straight C, even though he's on Friday night. It's a straight C. There's no question there. You agree? Yeah, I mean, look, Nico gets the Titans. The Titans, they can score big, but um, yeah, they're not known for their uh, defensive uh, capabilities. And it's at Shark Park as well. And, you know, this, the Sharks didn't look pretty good last week, uh, bouncing back against the Bunnies. So, um, yeah, got, got no uh, qualms there. Thursday night curse, Nathan Cleary against the Manly Seagulls. No Jerome Luai, so you think even more ball would be going to Cleary. I think for me, he is a straight C in Classic. That's where I'm going this week. I'm not even going to attempt the VC. I'm just going straight C. If he is in a draft league and you're versing Cleary this week, I'd be very worried. Yeah, well, good thing the Cleary owner is uh, out of the finals because, yeah, uh, Cleary's yeah got a great matchup this week. I I, I would be, I, I think a 140 is a score I'm looking for this week from a Cleary. <laughs> I think even though it's Thursday, I just think that that manly side – it's shown, especially last week, it's shown that, you know, it's true cause are starting to come out here. And like I said, no Luai. Clearly he's going to touch that, but he's going to swing both sides of the ball. He's going to really make a statement heading in. So mm-hmm. I love that one. Next one, Caelan Ponga, Sunday Arvo against the Bulldogs. He scored 180 against them last time he played him. Again, if you're versing Ponga, clench those cheeks because this is going to be a very hard watching that last game of the round. Just quietly. I mean, if... So the fellow that owns Cleary and Ponga... Is out of the finals, but geez, if he had made it, uh, oh, it would be he'd be the favorite. If if you'd be VC and captain on Cleary and Ponga, good night, left yeah, right, one hundred percent. And again, Kalen Ponga, he's got the goal kicking. Yes, the Bulldogs are full strength. I've heard that in a couple of podcasts this week. But come on, the way that Newcastle's humming right now, and they, they they can leak some points, but they can score some points. Kalen Ponga to me is a fantastic. If you're going to VC Cleary, I think you see Ponga this week. But then we go into SJ. SJ is against the Tigers this week. It's in, I think, no, it's not in Auckland. I think it's in Hamilton. Some slight chance of rain, but SJ is on fire this year. That Warriors team is looking to wrap up a top four spot. No chance, which I think actually helps him. I think he needs to do more. I think SJ is a very nice player this week, especially, um, like I said, there's no no chance that he is the lead attacker. So I'm all on the SJ train this week. Yeah, we've got the Dalian medalist. I mean, I've said to you, I feel like it feels like, you know, early 2000s where both the Knights and the Warriors are, you know, in strong finals contention. So uh, it's been a long time uh, since this has happened. And the fifth guy, Latrell Mitchell, coming back from his injury, looks good. This matchup against the Dragons. Yes, they're short on middles. They play very different when there's no middles in there. But I'll tell you what, this this game reminds me, I cast back to last year, I bought... Latrell in in classic and he was versing the Warriors and he was on about maybe maybe 20 or 30 points after you know maybe around half time and I was like oh what a waste he then finished in he finished the game 15 minutes early and had 160 on the board this is I feel like this is the Latrell game where we don't own him and you're versing him again it's a very tough watch because he may not start the game quick but this is a game where the Dragons could you know get a sim bin or drop their heads and all of a sudden, AJ has a hat-trick and Latrell's on 120. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the Dragons could very well be, you know, having one eye to their uh, ticket to Bali at the moment. Uh, yeah, let's hope for my sake that Latrell doesn't go too big just because I know uh, my opponent has, a say, a task and, yeah, Latrell swinging around could easily, um, yeah, link up with the uh, centre-backs there. So that's the top five. I think that's the undisputed. If you've got one of those five guys, it's a straight C. I think they're going to be four of the top five highest scorers in the round. And it's all going to be about who you place that on. And I think that's more of a classic 
because if you're in draft, you've got one of those guys and you're, you're going to go with them straight away. But let's give you, let's quickly give the guys five guys that we think this week can go off and being slept on right now, but I think they're going to have big weeks. I'm going to start off with a guy that I've said has lost a set this year. He's averaging a 65. It's nowhere near his best. This just feels like a James Tedesco weekend. This feels like the old bull is being left off, left out of all the conversations. He's running into a Dolphins team that's starting to leak some points. They lost to him in round one. There's a bit of a revenge factor here for the Roosters. I think James Tedesco goes 110 plus here. What's your thoughts with James Tedesco? Yeah, 100%. I mean, with James Tedesco, you can never really count on a gun. And, um, yeah, look, the with the sort of uh, Dolphins' defense lately, um, they've been leaking a lot of points, especially to fullbacks right there. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me, but, um, yeah, the, the Dolphins have been very leaky lately. And I've got a feeling, I, I think you're right on this one, mate. Uh, I can see um, Teddy, yeah, bringing the old Teddy back here. Yeah, Joey Joey Manu's another play there, but I just I just think James Tedesco, if he gets in that form, I just think that, you know, there's a two try, two line break type of game just waiting for him. I'll give you the next guy. The next guy is Matt Burton. Now he's versing the Knights. We just saw the Dolphins were able to score toe for toe with them. The Bulldogs are back to full strength. Kikau, Kiraz, and Okar. They got a few middles back, Ryan Sutton. I just think that. If you're the Matt Burton owner in your league, it's the last game of the round, so you can VC someone early, but then you've got that matchup where I still think conceivably, as a floor, you can get a 60. So it's a 120 as a captain, but I think that that there is a there is a ton there if required. What do you think there with Matt Burton in the last game of the round? Oh, I haven't actually had a look at Let me just pull up his so he's averaging He's averaging a tick under 60 for the season. So 59.8. You know, there's been one ton this year, only 105. There's been a 96 in there as well. Last four weeks, if we're looking at that as a barometer, he's got a 44, a 50, and a 64. So nothing great. But like I said, they've now got the troops back. I think that this is, we always see those last couple of rounds of the season, the Bulldogs always come up and give us a thing to go, next year going to make that leap. <laughs> it, it just reeks of, a, like I said, the Knights can still win that game and Tonga can still go 150. But Matt Burton can match and go 110. No, you're 100% right. This is the Bulldogs' time of the year where, you know, they're out of finals contention, but they always you know, get a few sort of uh, upsets in. And um, look, they're coming off a bye as well, so they should be fresh and up for this one, full strength. Um, yeah, I don't see why not. Uh, Burn could have a big one here. Jaden Campbell is the next guy, your bloke. I just think that, yes, the Sharks were really good last week against the Rabbits. Like we just said before we jumped on the mic, every time this kid gets 80 minutes... He scores. Every time he gets 80 minutes, he does something on the field that just lights up the game and pulls it out of nowhere. You think back to that intercept last week. That's just instinctual, right? He's in the right place at the right time. His finishing is great. I just think Jaden Campbell this week is a fantastic vice-captain option. Second game of the round, Shark Park, a place where points can flow. I think Jaden Campbell is a lock for a VC if he's in your team this week. Let's hope for my sake he does have a big one because yeah he's just he's just got that X factor in him and uh, he's got you know that tackle breaking line breaking ability with his speed so um, look here's hoping I'm I'm not sure if I'll throw the VC on him just because I've got Gutho I know Gutho's against the Broncos just just because the the Sharks if this was the Sharks going into last week and I'll, they were going uh, three but three losses in a row I'd I'd be more confident but 
Yeah, the, the Sharks did have a, a good showing um, last week against the Bunnies. I'll say that much. They did. And I think that's the the one thing that, you know, if, if they follow their form that they were doing and they got, you know, smacked about a bit by the Rabbits, I think every Jaden Campbell is kind of licking their lips. But, you know, there is a bit of a, you know, just be careful, I think is the right way to say it. The fourth guy is actually in the same game as Jaden Campbell. I think it's Tino. I think big Tino, three weeks off. He was absolutely firing. Just off the top of your head, I don't know if you've got the stats in front of you. What do you think he's averaging for the season, Big Tino? Oof. He's had a pretty good season. I'm, I'm going to say 65. 75. Oh. He's had 75. Let me bring up the stats. He's only got he's got three tons. Add in there two more 90s and an 88. He's been absolutely killing it. He has, actually hasn't played an 80-minute game this year. So this is all, looking at the stats here, probably averaging about a 65-minute uh, game. And he's got that much of a base. He's got a lot of attacking stats in him. He's a dual, so if you've got him, Pat in our league's got him. I think he's just the safest cap. He's the safest captain of the week if you don't have one of those big guys. I think he's going to shoot out of 70. It's going to lay you a nice base. And again, he's a vice captain. Second game of the round. Take that 170, 150, sorry, that uh, 140, 150, and see what happens. I, I think Tino... He's an absolute great buy in Classic if you don't have him. And if you're on draft, I think he's a great vice-captain. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty much the top name form of last year. I mean, that's ridiculous how much attacking stacks he's actually got. I'm looking at here. He's got a he's got pretty much a try or an assist in the past five games. So, yeah, he's scored in, like, pretty much three of the last four. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And I think that just shows you that he he's just on that level where when when he was coming through the ranks at Melbourne, you know, and Kemps was putting him over those little little crash plays, you know, you're like, oh, he's a finisher. But the way he works through the middle now and he really just gets those meters after contact, it's it's incredible what he's doing. But let's wrap it up with the last guy. I'm going to go another forward here. I did mention there's rain in New Zealand. So that could clog this game down. AFB this year has been a man possessed. 71 average. He's been absolutely killing it. He's scoring tries for fun. He's only got the two centuries, which surprised me. But then you have a look at it. A lot of 70s, 80s, 390s. I just think the AFB, especially in the rain, the Tigers, we know that the spoon is imminent for them now. You know, they could get over there. A slow start. I think AFB could crash over for one. Again, similar to Tino. Bank your 140, 150 and just roll with it. I think AFB is a great captain option this week. Yeah, another big boy with uh, actual actual decent upside. He, I mean, he's already scored half a dozen tries this year. It's like one every three, four games for him. So, um, yeah, great shout. Yeah, I just think that, like I said, this week there's five obviously genuine. If they're in the if they're in the comp, they're going to be leading the points for this week. But I think there are a lot of guys, and you know, you can even expand it wider, right? If you think Cleary's going to have a good game, I would assume Brian Tottle is going to have a good game. There's a vice captaincy on tour. You know, if you think Nico is going to go good this year, I think Nicara. I think you've got Ronaldo, even though he's been a bit hit and miss. A lot of guys that can VC and C, and I think most teams are going to be very even in that top six. And, you know, first week of buys, three, six, four, five. The VC and the C is going to be crucial this week to getting you into that week two of the finals. 100%, yeah. Um I've got a few decisions to make myself, but uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's 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 going to be a massive, 
um, uh, momentum swing yeah, with the choosing the right uh, VC and captain option here. All right, let's finish it off, Nom. Like I said, you're you're the guy playing this week. You're in the finals. You're you're you know you're on the app. You're going through VC, C, your bench options. What are you leaning to right now? Give me your right now. What's your vice captain and your captain? And who are the guys who are not playing for you this week? Give me those ones. Um. So currently, I'm, my captain option. I'm tossing up between one of my Eels players. Actually, I know they've got a tough sort of um opponent in the Broncos up there, but with the form that you know Hopgood and Gutherson have been in, I mean Gutherson, he's let me read out some of his you know stats for his last yeah. few uh games. He's scored pretty much he's had an he's had pretty much an assist or a, a try for going back all the way to round 13. And you know he's got like a five round average of what is it? Something ridiculous like 86 season average of about 80 actually so he's having a one hell of a season when, when you look at his when you bring up his stats on the app there is a clear line round 13 is that line before mm-hmm. round 12 he had a ton in there a couple of 80s but he, you know there was a 37 a 57 a 25 against the rabbits they go into round 13 and this i'm gonna rattle the scores off 81, 138, 132, 119, 61, 115, 55, and 82. It's actually incredible that he's... And, you know, I I think back to last season's draft, and I remember he went around that, I think it was around maybe the pick 20 mark, and we're going, oh, that's pretty high for Gutho. Had a good season, I think. I think he, you know, finished somewhere around the 70 mark. We rolled into this draft... And you picked him up and gone, you know, that's a good pick. But again, you know, Gutho, maybe a little bit high for Gutho. Every year, he's just that guy in the draft where you're going, oh, I would have got him in the next round if he was available. He actually slipped around four for me. And even then, we're just like, oh, you know, regression, you know, they've lost some forwards. It's it's a classic case for me when I go into next year's draft. I'm not going to, I'm just going to look at the stats and the pedigree. If the guy has done it, Year after year, like Gutho's, this is his third straight year of being a super coach gun at fullback. So I'm not going to worry about the team and the position. Just if Gutherson's there, and I, I think I, I recorded a podcast a couple of weeks ago about, you know, who would be in the first round of a super coach draft if it started today. Gutherson's there. There's no doubt. I think he's a much safer player than Moses most weeks. I think he's shown you when there's no Dylan Brown in that team what he can do. I just think that he's matchup proof. He's nearly matchup proof now. And yeah, you're going to have your odd score of a 50, but I think that's his flaw now. I think his flaw is a 50 with the amount of work he does. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's always busy around the ball. He's like one of the fittest guys in the competition. So um, I think he, he's a, I mean, even though it's against the Broncos, that, that's where I'm leaning towards at the moment. He's got the upside. He's got the flaw. So VC on Gutho and who are you going for the C at, at this stage? Well, the C I've got, it's going to be one of my five storm players. <laughs> I'm tossing up between mainly Jerome Hughes or Nick Meany. I mean, what did Jerome Hughes put on you the last time he laced up? About 150? 150 something. And then he had to take a couple of weeks off because he was tired from absolutely bending me over. But I think you're in a good position with your Melbourne Storm because you're versing David with a Munster captaincy. So you can kind of counter. If Munster yeah. goes big, you'll think that Meany kicks a lot of goals right. or Hughes is obviously the one in their link play. So I think... That's a good shout. If I was playing this week, obviously, I'd be straight seeing Nico. If I had to put the V on uh, Nico, 
maybe probably Joey Manu. Like I said, I think Joey Manu's in for that. That Roosters Dolphins to me is no one's really talking about it this week because obviously the big matchups that are there this week. I think that Roosters game. I don't, I'm not going to say that they're back, but I think they can put a number on the Dolphins. I really do. I think that this is a game where there's a lot going in when you think back to round one and how that went. But yeah, that that that's where I'll be leaning. If I had a Rooster this week, I'd be pretty excited to slap a C. If I had a Joey Manu, a Teddy, something in that range. Yeah, look, well, they're playing at home and they they had a good showing last week against the Seagulls. So, look, Roosters is probably probably the biggest surprise packet of the season. Actually, no disrespect to actually, yeah, I think that they're, they're the biggest uh, surprise packet. Just, I'm pretty sure you know half the experts and tippers out there had them pretty much you know in the grand final or in the top four at the very least and to have the roosters you know pretty much being at this stage yeah they're there twice. Not, not making yeah. yeah yeah let's finish it off now we're about to go i just want to i need to bring this up i've got a ryan pappenhausen i haven't heard much about him i think he's playing reggie's potentially I picked him up around six, a bit of a flyer. I tell you what, mate. I, when I drafted him round six in our draft league, I said, give me one game in round 26. It's all I need from you, son. You rest up. You get that neatness in nine places. You put it together. You rest. You go to America. Get that leg good. I tell you what, Nom. There's movement under this table. When I hear Ryan Pappenhausen played 40 minutes last week, try his couple of goals. I tell you what. If I roll into next week, and he's on the bench, that's fine. You stay on the bench. But if we're going round 26, and let me just remind you, so he's got he's got the Dragons next week. Yum, if he gets there. But I think round 26 is the, is the one who they're going to give him two games before the finals. Gold Coast. At Amy, at Amy Park. So I'm just licking my lips. If you're a guy who drafted Pappenhausen and kept him, good to you. You, you stuck firm. I just think we're about to get, and again, it could go pear-shaped. He could, you know, be a shell of himself like he was when he came back uh, two seasons ago when he came back early and, you know, you could tell there's a bit of hesitancy around him. But I'll tell you what, I don't care if it's his first game starting, he's going to be in my team, a V or a C. I don't care. He's He's been the easily, in the since we've done Super Coach in our league, he's the one guy I've had the most fun owning. I hope I get one game from him. I'm, I'm actually saving one classic trade this year to try <laughs> to bring him in for one game at the end of the year. So I'm all about the Pappenhausen trade this year. And now I just want I just wanted to take my time to go out and say I drafted him round six. I took that punt and we're nearly there. I really hope we get one game out of him. He'll he'll definitely get one game, whether it's round 26, 27, whether mm. it's a full game. I don't know. But look, he played 40 last week, probably might play the full game this week uh, in the Q Cup. And then next week, he'll probably be on the bench if he does make it, uh, crack the first grade team. But um, yeah, 26-27 could be up and firing. Oh, mate, I can't wait. And that's and that's just one of the hidden, you know, because potentially he could be on waivers. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there's some leagues where he's just sitting there and if you grab him now and it's, you know, if you back yourself to make the grand final, who knows? But... No, we'll leave it there, mate. We went over what we were meant to do, but that's just it's Super Coach Finals, baby. You've got to get excited. We're all about it. You're in. We're we're on the same bracket. We're on the same bracket, I think. 
So if you win this week, we are versus each other around two, unfortunately. So I hoped that we would make a grand final matchup, but you know, I hope for a round two matchup so we can, you know, see who's the best. Oh look, mate, I think uh it's yours to lose, mate. You've got Nico, you look mate. at your team, you got the theta. It's it it's yours to lose, mate. Harry <laughs> Grant, mean? Harry Grant, Payne Haas, Tohu Harris, David Fafita, Jacob Preston, Nico Hines, Brian Tor, Joey Manu, Dallin Wateen, Ronaldo, Isaac Tungo, Pappenhausen. Alright, we got it, we got it. So look, up if if I lose it's a choke. But you know what? <laughs> Back yourself in, baby. Thank you for coming on, Nom. All good. Always a pleasure. Good luck for this weekend. Good luck to every super coach out there. Hopefully, you win your finals matchup. Keep it listening. We'll be back with a couple more podcasts later in the week. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. We'll hear from you soon. Cheers.